Hello, everyone. Hi, my name is Aaron Carr. Um, I have been in the HR space for quite a, some time, um, spent a lot of time in the HR technology space. Um, and that's all kinds of technology, payroll only, HRIS, um, you know, full cycle payroll systems, as well as ATS systems, that's applicant tracking systems. And today, we're going to talk about HR technology. Um, we're going to talk about what you need, why you need it, um, and probably in a lot of cases, why you need it early, um, you know, sooner rather than later. Um, you know, so talking about the technology in general, there are two main pieces that I feel like every company should utilize. Um, those, well, I'll take that. There's two, there's two at most that you need. You need a good HRIS system. That's, um, you know, your HR and payroll technology. That's one system combined with both. And then you also need, if you are hiring, if you are actively recruiting and hiring new employees, you need an ATS system, and that's an applicant tracking system. Um, those two in conjunction with each other are really, even for small business, can be a powerhouse for you to find the right talent, to bring them on, and then to manage them. Um, it is really easy in early stages to use a QuickBooks, um, to use something like that as a payroll system, and it can function okay as a payroll system. Um, but, you know, literally, as soon as you hit 15 employees, you're responsible for certain types of legislation. So, you know, whether it's the AD, you know, ADA or different things that you're responsible for, good records, good employee records are paramount when it comes to um, just remaining compliant. So, the idea around this is, you know, there's a big thing around flow when it comes to HR tech. Um, and so even though the majority of companies will need an HRIS, not all of them need the, the applicant tracking piece, but I'll talk about the applicant tracking first, simply because of, of the information flow. So um, the applicant tracking system depending on which one you choose. And I'll talk about, I'll talk about the, you know, one of my favorites and what I would consider best of breed, especially, you know, the down market, more affordable option. Um, the system should be able to help you with job descriptions, post to many websites, all the big ones, the Indeeds, the LinkedIn's, um, all of those ZipRecruiter, all of those places where you, you know employees or possible employees candidates can find you. It should post to those. It should funnel in qualified candidates. It should be able to be built in a way for you to knock out or ask what we call you know in the industry knockout questions. So hey, you know so and so applies. Um, you get a list of five to seven questions that you take them through, and depending on their answer, you can kick them out of the process. Um, the whole idea with a good ATS, that's applicant tracking system, is for you to only put eyes on qualified candidates. Um, save, saving time, just looking. You know, a lot of people will just use Indeed. They'll get an Indeed account, and, you know, they just roll with that. And it's really limited and you don't know unless you've tried something else, but, you know, to be able to go in and do, you know, um, mass changes in a group of um, candidates, applicants. 
to be able to filter easily, um, move a section or group of candidates to the next level, to be able to automate and say, hey, I want to move this person from new applicant to phone screen, and I want it to automatically send an email or automatically send them my Calendly link so they can find a spot on my schedule. Those types of things, you know, when you're looking at it, it's really probably easy at the beginning to want to go, you know, the cheaper route. But the time savings, um, when you have something that's built for it, what I would consider a best of breed <clears throat> and kind of a specialized product, it, it, it can be it can be life changing in just the way that it saves you time, allows you to stay organized. You can even build out offer letters in some of these systems. Um, you know, I have my favorites, Jazz HR. You know, we've used it at, um, at I've, I've probably installed it four or five times at different companies. And it is just, it's just a machine, you know, it allows me to set it up. It, you know, when I post a job, it will send it out and it connects it to all of your ND. It, it goes to hundreds of, un, you know, of free job boards. And then it allows me to funnel and allows me to knock out and, and to filter candidates. Um, so I'm only looking at the best ones. And then for many systems, if you use, a, you know, for the HRIS, if you use certain systems like Rippling or Bamboo, it automatically onboards them for you. So it carries that record all the way through into your payroll or, or HRIS system. So, you know, and, and I would say as at a cost on average, it's less than $300 a month. And that allows you to, to um, post as many jobs, unlimited jobs. So, you know, for, for growing businesses, you know, having a good ATS, it does a lot of things for you. It organizes you. Um, you're, we all know that the, that the, you know, search for talent now is tough. Um, and it's tough for everybody. It's not just, you know, not just those that are watching this. It's big business. It's small business. Everybody is struggling. And so the the thing that I preach to every company that I interact with is speed in the process, speed in the process. The only way to have speed in the process is to have technology that works. Simple technology that works helps you stay organized, see everybody in each one of your hiring stages. To be able to customize the process to what you do. So maybe you say, hey, you know, I have an admin or somebody that will do a phone screen. So I can funnel that. So anytime I move them over to phone screen, it will automatically hit Yvonne. You know, if that's my admin, it'll hit um, it'll hit Yvonne and she'll know that she needs to schedule that. When she gets done and say she says thumbs up, she says approve, then maybe it comes back to me or to the hiring manager. Um, so then it comes to me and now I set up that, that call. I can do all of this, um, automatically. I can do it all automatically with Calendly or some other scheduling, um, you know, programs. And what this does is it keeps me moving fast. It lets me know where everyone is in the process and allows me to get people from point A to, to Z as quickly as possible. Um, and that we know now is, is a huge asset in, in just the, you know, you, we had this, you know, this tough time with COVID. Then we had this great resignation. Now everything just seems weird. Um, it's difficult. You're, you're getting people that aren't qualified applying for your jobs. 
then you get them in and they no show you. It's a really strange time right now. And so I just, uh, my, I just advocate the speed and staying organized uh, because that is your best chance to grab people that are on the market because they're getting multiple offers um, and how, how that whole process feels to them is important. So you get the ATS, you get it out there running, you get these people and then you onboard them. <clears throat> so, you know, a lot of times with some of the businesses that I've consulted with, they've used programs like QuickBooks or, or non, I would say technology that's not really core HR or payroll focused. And that's okay. You know, when you've got three or four people and, you know, it's paying your taxes, it's sending your taxes, you're paying five bucks Pepham probably uh, per employee per month. It's not awful. Um, but then you start realizing, man, you know, they want to see their salary history. They want to access it themselves. Oh, man, I'd love to track, you know, this. I'd love to track that. Then all of a sudden you realize even, you know, with with not a large number of employees, you're missing out on a lot of information. So, you know, today you've got systems out there and I'll just name a couple of ones. You've got systems like Paycore. That's a little more upmarket. You've got Rippling. You've got ADP Workforce Ready. You've got Paychecks. Um, you've got all these options to you at a fairly affordable price. You know, Rippling is one that I had partnered with in the past on multiple occasions. It integrates with Jazz HR. It's very point and click. It's very simple. You might pay on the high end, you might pay $10 per employee per month, but the output you get from that is, is very much worth it. Um, you know, having those, having those electronic employee files being able to execute documents and have employees sign documents and do all those things um, in an easy way. Again, it just allows you to manage your business in a way that you don't have to worry. I think that's the, you know, I have worked with a lot of businesses in my career and what I always feel from this side of the business, whether it's payroll, HR, this is, you know, maybe you've got two employees up to 150. It's that fear of doing something wrong. You know, it's that fear of, oh, did I, oh, did I get that? Did I, did I get their I-9 docs? Is there a way that I can prove that I got them inside three days? You know, which is, which is the law. Uh, there's all these steps along the way. And, oh, I just hit 50 employees. So how do I do FMLA? Um, you know, how do I do all these things? Finding a product early on that you can grow with, that you can build these employee files and, and to be able to manage is a big deal. Um, and it, it just, again, it frees you up to do, to, you know, to work on your business, not in your business, to be able to spend the time doing the things that you know you need to do or that you're uniquely gifted at doing and not spending a ton of time with admin type work. So, and leading to kind of the next point of this is you've got these systems, you've got systems to go find this talent to now bring them on. And that's, you know, I've been talking a lot about the internal part of this. There's a whole external part about the employee experience, you know, how do they feel coming into your company? And do they feel like, man, this was easy. 
you get you you got everything because you know the the workforce now is used to doing things electronically. So when you like put a piece of paper in front of them or something like that, it gets awkward really quick. Or if you if you email them a PDF, they are completely like, what is this? So you know, there's also this external perception, um, this kind of you're also building this candidate or this applicant um, view of your company of how easy are you going to be to deal with? Where are you? You know, things like that. So there's this external component. There's an internal component, but you always win, you know, with a good integrated set, you know, HR stack of technology. Um, and then kind of the second point to this is, yeah, it, it helps you get them in, it gets them going. Um, is analytics you know if you're doing things in systems or you're doing things on paper the stuff that's hard to find are or the hard to track are your big metrics um the metrics that you know big metrics for me is always things like time to fill it's a huge hr metric time to fill um retention first year retention churn there's all these there's all these things that are out there that you should be tracking um, or you could be tracking, I should say. Um, but it's hard to do that if you don't have the right technology. So when you make the decision to go with the technology, make sure you look at what those analytics are, what the capabilities are. Most of the new systems um, today, even the ones that I talked about, these are stock, okay? If you look at a system and they don't have just an automatic retention, um, you know, canned report or standard report, um, they don't have an easy, you know, with the ATS, that time to fill metric, that, that time in the pipeline, or, you know, even that transactionary, hey, how long, you know, when you build out that process for HR or for the, um, the the hiring process and you're going through those steps of phone screen first interview you need to know the time spent in each of those areas and if you know the time spent there you can find bottlenecks you can figure out hey you know what man we do really good getting step one and two but when we get to the executive level panel we really stink at getting that done in a decent amount of time so then maybe the you know maybe the the answer to that or, you know, you go to a leadership, you know, team meeting and you say, look, we're rolling up to this point, but we need you guys to free up some time in your calendars because together we need you guys to give us space because we need to get these things through here faster. We're losing candidates in this place. So those kind of analytics are kind of stock in the technology that's out right now. Um, so understanding too, you know, those analytics and what should you be looking at? And I gave you a few of the ones that I think are the most important. Time to fill is a perfect um, example of a hiring metric that you need to watch. Time to fill is 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 simply from the time you post to the position and make it public to the time they start. And some people will do like from the time they accept the offer, but knowing what that window is, you know, I think the last time I looked, um, I think it was a, probably a month ago, the national average is 41 days. So there's the challenge. So there's your challenge. Uh, what can I can I can I build this machine to beat that time frame? Um, am I healthy? And and it'll be different too. And Ken knows this really well. 
the level of position, things change. Um, so if you've got an executive level role you're looking at, you can expect two or three months. That's not out, you know, that's not out of the norm. But some of your like, you, you know, lower level roles, technicians, customer service reps, things like that, you should be you should be, you know, turning and burning those. You should be able to get those in. There's a lot of them out there. And if you've got a compelling story, um, you should get those in. So those analytics are, they play into the second, you know, you build out that scorecard, that HR scorecard inside your business to manage, you know, each of the processes and your health, you know, you've got the, the time to fill, you've got retention, which is important to everyone. Hey, it costs a whole lot more money to go find a new one and hire a new one than it does to keep the ones I have. So understanding what's that retention. I always say, hey, go one step further and do first year retention. Because when you go back and look at that first year retention, you get to see, you can see, hey, I think that's a little more introspective in that. Did we, fi did we find the wrong person? So did, were we looking the wrong, did we not, maybe, maybe we didn't build our core values in this well enough, or we didn't look enough for core values or, you know, that mission alignment um, on the front end. Um, was it just, you know, we looked at this guy's resume and they had a different job every six months for the last three years and we should have known better, you know, shame on us. Um, so there's a lot of things that you can get from those scenarios Maybe you got to look at the job and say, hey, you know what? This job is just one of those jobs. I was just talking to somebody today. Um, they were they were talking about, um, you know, the cleaning staff inside hospitals. And it's like, this isn't anyone's career. I can't, you know, I've got to be realistic about what I can expect. Yeah, I'll have that one guy or girl that just likes to put headphones in and do this. And that's it. But for the most part, what what do we need to plan for? And then that allows you to reverse engineer again using your analytics. What kind of bench do I need at all times? You know, inside that ATS, how do I keep warm bodies in there ready to go with a hiring disposition or something that says, hey, you know, maybe I posted for a job and I had 10 great candidates. I only hired two. Can I label those those eight as great future hires or great future candidates. And so as soon as I lose one over here, I go hit those eight and I say, hey, is anybody still available? So little things like that, uh, you know, understanding and analyzing these things inside your business will make a huge impact on, on your retention numbers. Um, it'll help you be realistic um, and, and things like that about what, um, about what you need um, and what those roles should be. So, you know, so far we've talked about what are the technologies I think that that you need at minimum, um, ATS, payroll, HRIS, that should all be one system. I, I keep saying it separately because for so many years it was, but it's really all in one now. So HRIS in, encompasses payroll. Um, obviously those drive your analytics. You want those to drive your analytics so you're not running them manually with spreadsheets or whatever. Um, and so I know from experience that one of the, one of the fears as you go into this is making a mistake with what, with what technology you choose. Um, and I'll also give you some pointers about how this whole SaaS world works. Um, 
if you're looking at the core technologies that are out there, paychecks, ADP, Rippling is in that for sure. Um, there's a few others. Bamboo has come way down in price than it used to, and they've got an integrated payroll module now. Any of those big gusto is another great, you know, smaller, smaller business option. Any of them are probably for the most part going to be able to do what you need them to do. They're they're going to be fairly cost effective. Um, and so right now, and some of my friends. Um, even having owned a service bureau apparel outsourcing company at one point would kill me if they heard me say this. But I advise you not to go local. Do not go local. And I say that because, yeah, it's great to be able to get Susie on the phone. And you know Susie and she takes care of you. But right now, the price of everything has come down so far and the technology has gotten so good that you're probably going to pay. And if you want to pay a little bit of a premium for that, then okay. If it's important to you, sure. Just make sure to vet them. Uh, make sure you vet them. Make sure that the technology that they're using is robust. Um, and so, you know, you're going to find a lot of, you know, if you're going to go local, I say go a little upmarket, find somebody that licenses Kronos or one of these bigger, um, these bigger solutions because they're going to be a little more sophisticated, um, things like that. But just make sure you vet them. Um, I think right now you can't go wrong with the big guys and you're going to get a good deal um, on it. Now, one of the one of the mistakes or one of the things that you should always do when you're out getting this kind of technology is the price is always negotiable. Always. It's never not negotiable. The first price you get is never the bottom. It just flat out isn't. They will tell you it is. And you can get to a certain point and you can say, I'm not, you know what, I'm not interested or whatever. And all of a sudden you'll see all the deals um, that you'll get. Other idea, you know, as you go out and you're sourcing this is the start of a new quarter. So if you're talking to somebody, you know, these payroll companies, we lived and died on quarter starts. So Jan 1 starts are always great because there's no loading a year to dates and all of this, you know, history for the W-2s that year. Um, but any quarter starts, um, you know, you're talking Jan 1, April 1st, you know, go down the line. The closer you are to those with still enough time to get implemented, give yourself six weeks before, um, depending on your size, you're going to get a deal. They're going to be they're going to be willing to play. So you know, push on those, tell them you don't want implementation fees. You don't want them. You flat out won't pay them. They'll disappear. Uh, a lot of times they'll disappear um, and play them against each other. You know, I think it's one of those things where there's competition in this now and, and be honest and say, hey, you know, we're evaluating three. Um, you're one. And if they come back to you and their price is high, say, hey, you're the highest one. And, you know, we're not, you know, we've got to, we're very cost conscious and we just can't, you know, we can't get around it. You can get the price down a hundred percent. They, they've, they will literally, I would say probably if you're talking to the, the, if you're talking to the, the, you know, main um, sales rep and you're not talking to a manager, some of them will call them all sales managers. But if you're talking to your first point of contact, they've probably got 20 percent that they can go without without approval. Then beyond that, if you start pushing, 
It's going to be like you're buying a car. They're going to go back and talk to their boss. They're going to go talk to them. Let me talk to my manager, you know, or the old school, you know, gyms you'd go to, they come up, write it on a piece of paper and they just, they, they go back to their office and come back. Well, what if I can do this? So play that game. Um, you, you can sharpen your negotiation skills, but don't be afraid to do that. They've got margin built in for it. And really where they make where they make money with you is over the long term. None of these companies will make money off you in the first year because of the time it takes to get you set up. Um, so just know that. But, you know, I would say play that game. Don't be afraid. And again, I don't want to bash on the local guys. I was a local guy. Uh, you know, when I think about you getting the best deal sometimes, if you really want that local presence and that feel and you will get more attention, you will get more attention. You'll have some really smart people helping you. But if that doesn't, if that's not something that's really important to you, you can probably get a better deal that you can keep a better deal longer with some of the, some of the more national brands. Um, you know, one, one of the other points we had on this was how to streamline. You know, we kind of been talking about this the whole time. When you are doing this, you know, when you're looking at technology and say you need more than one piece of technology, say you say you do, you are hiring, you know, quite a bit, or you've got, even if you've only got three recs out, you know, a lot of these systems, you can shut them off when you don't need them. And, and I know even with Jazz HR, you can hibernate it. So they'll let you hibernate, I think up to two months or something. Don't, you know, don't quote me on that, but they'll work with you. So, you know, the biggest thing is to make sure they talk. So, you know, if you're looking at, um, you know, an ATS like a jazz, when you're talking to them, just say, hey, you know what, I need this to integrate with this or does it integrate with this? And and again, that is just the streamline of I do not want to you know, when I was selling technology, the big thing was I never want you to key anything more than once. You should never be keying anything more than once. You should never enter employee data in more than one system. So, you know, push that up front. And if you have, if you love one system and doesn't talk to the other, then evaluate a few others. But I do think it's important, especially in growing businesses, when, you know, you don't have a lot of time, make sure that you look into that um, because it does make a difference. You know, when, when you've got to do that, all the time, you know, those minutes add up and it does, um, it does make a difference. Cool. So Aaron, you, uh, you know, I see on TV all the time, commercials and suffer indeed. So obviously they're very popular. Um, when a business first starts out, is that an okay solution? And when might they outgrow that? Yeah. So indeed is the behemoth. They're the best one. They bought all the ones that were so, so, um, so I, I still think Indeed is the best. You, know, you used to hear about Monster and some of these others. They're just not utilized nearly as much. Um, so I do think Indeed is fine. Look, if you are, if you're going to look for one position for the next year, go to Indeed. Um, I don't think that's a big deal. If you're growing and say you have, I would say if you have multiple job requisitions open, all the time or in a, on a consistent basis, you need to look at something else because I used, I walked into, um, I was a consultant for a company that was using Indeed for everything. And it was a literal mess. I think at that point, they only had four or five um, 
applications, but they had or, uh, job job postings out, but they had not hired anyone for six months and they just couldn't use the tool. They, they call it an applicant tracking inside Indeed, but it's not. Um, so I do think there's a fine line there. Look, if you're going to hire one person a year or two people a year, then okay, you know, then it's not that extra work's not going to be a big deal. But if you kind of always have a job posted, you know, the thing is, is when you post from these other systems, they go on Indeed for free. So they're on Indeed, they're on ZipRecruiter. And then they, you know, all those other, you know, all those other systems out there that aggregate, you know, they dive in and get this data and throw it on theirs. It does it for you. So the cool thing is too, what you get with an, with a, with a good ATS is that you see where they're coming in. So indeed might say you have a really specific technician job and it's an outdoorsy technician job and you've never had a ton of luck. If you're only getting 14 or 15 applications for a job posting it's not working. It's not good. So maybe you do that and you you send it to everywhere. You can track where they come in. And maybe it's like, man, ZipRecruiter just crushes it for these roles. Indeed's good for these. Because I do think, you know, when you get to some of the more white collar roles, the, the best place to go is LinkedIn. And again, Jazz HR, one, you know, a system like that, it sends it to the to LinkedIn for free. So it's not sponsored. Now you have the you have the choice to sponsor if you want and get them to the top of the list all the time, and that's fine. And some companies do that. I rarely have to do that, um, and I'll get in some cases a hundred applications in a couple hours. So um, it's just it's kind of a it, it does it is a volume gain a little bit. So you know if you do one a year, yeah, I would say you can stick with an Indeed something like that. Okay. All right. So I, I know with like CRM and ERP, you know, you, you can invest in those technologies and, and for the most part, you're, you're stuck. They own your data and it's really hard to get away from. Are there any pitfalls or mistakes or things that, you know, if you invest in any of these technologies, they sort of own you per se? I mean, that's kind of the trick with technology. You try yeah. to. Yeah. So, you know, the ERPs, the SAPs of the world, the Oracles, those guys, they come in and there's so much custom development and they build it to suit you. So I can't tell you how many people that I know built their, their internal systems around a Salesforce or something like that. And they just refuse to leave because they spent a few million dollars setting it up in dev work. So the beauty of these systems that I'm talking about is you've got a line. So if you go with Rippling, if you go with paychecks, if you go to ADP, whichever one you choose, the other four are ready to rip you out of there and get you started on their system at a moment's notice. So, you know, that that data is yours and all those agreements, you own the data. They can't own it because it's HR data. It's yours. So it's always yours. You should always be able to extract it. And there's always companies there ready to help you do that for, for a deal. I mean, I have known companies in the past that literally changed providers every quarter because they got two months free, huh. you know, and it's, I don't advise that. Oh, uh, that seems painful too. Oh yeah. And it is. And, and the chances are, if you do two or three implementations, one of those companies is going to mess something up, like yeah. going to happen. So, you know, do your due diligence on the front end, pick a good company and then, you know, plan to work with them for a year, two years, if two years down the road, you feel like you've outgrown them or you're like, Hey, you know what? I do want to try local. I see value in it. Then fine. Okay. 
A lot of companies neglect onboarding, you know, with their employees, and it's critical for the employees to be sticky per se and stay long term, right? Uh, how do you utilize some of these technologies to help onboard employees better? What are some of the best practices there to prevent? Yeah. Some- retention issues? I think it's flow. You know, I think like anything else, you know, with, with the technology nowadays, you can, you can customize it. I mean, you yourself can customize it. You don't even need the implementation person. You can kind of come in and say, Hey, you know what? I want to do my offer letter in here. And I want it to send this out. I want it to send our core value statement. You know, I want to do this, you know, you can build this in a way again, that delivers on your culture as well. It needs to be fast. It needs to be simple. It needs to get your messaging across. And and most of these companies, you know, it's like anything else. Make it easy for them. Make it easy for them to onboard. Don't put them through paper forms. And you know, I, I don't. I'm not sure if they've changed it yet. But you know, the company, you know, with with COVID one of the only positives that came out of that from the HR side is you were allowed to get I-9 documents electronically. And a lot of these systems like Rippling, man, it grabs it all. They upload their own documents and you get to see them and um, you can sign off on, you know, electronically, you know, check those off. So I think that feel, the expectation for people, especially those entering the workforce, they don't want to do anything. They definitely don't want to do anything on paper. And they don't want to check their emails. Um, so it's like, how do you make it as easy as possible? How do you give them an app? That's the other thing. Administratively, not having to answer their questions because they have it in their hand is huge. So, you know, most everything that I've even talked about today is to make, is to, to lessen the burden for the business owner and put, put the ball in the employee's court um, because that's just the way the systems are set up right now. Okay. So a lot of owners I work with, I mean, they get in trouble in a couple of different areas. When you look at HR, they get in trouble with misclassification of their employees, right? They also get in trouble with just not understanding the proper documentation, paperwork, and all that good stuff. Um, do these technologies assist in any of that? Do they help the owners be, I, I guess, better and keep them protected and safe, like take them through some sort of process, get this, do this, do that? Yeah, you know, in some things, you know, what from the ATS side, they'll make sure, you know, if you're a certain size, you know, getting those standard EEOC questions that you have to ask, it'll it'll trigger those things. Um, the I-9s are big. It's always a big thing that I've seen employers are, are nervous about because it's administrative and it's tough. And, you know, getting those documents, whether they're A, B or C list documents, getting the right ones, getting the pictures and, and checking it off inside of three days. So those systems do do that. Um, you know, when you talk about classification, that's, you know, more one that, you you know, you either if you don't have. HR staff, then you need to be talking to a Ken or somebody that can get you a fractional, somebody, a leader that can assist and help because, you know, there's some things that you just can't get from a system that you get from experience and stubbing your toe on it and be like, oh, okay, those are the definitions to make them salaried. You know, this is a soapbox that I live on of, you know, hey, don't bring everybody that comes in. Don't bring a technician that you bring on and make them salary. 
you know, that's an hourly employee and there's a lot of reasons why. And so they will help with some things. A lot of the process driven things, um, things like classification are more, more art in how you establish the job description, what the duties are, things like that. Okay. All right. And also you put a focus and I get it on larger companies, why the analytics and the dashboard could be important. But I think a lot of uh, companies that, you know, might be smaller, we'll call that 50 employees or below. And I, I could see the owner or CEO saying, oh, we don't need to spend that money. Susie can just handle it manually. What what do you what are your thoughts when you hear that? And give me some insights into how that dashboard or analytics would actually help that company be better. Yeah. So I would say this: if you have five employees, you should use a legitimate HRIS. Okay. That's just for the administration of payroll and HR information. Take the analytics aside. You're gonna save money in time and other things by doing that. File in the quarterlies, all the other things you got to do. Um, making sure you've got the proper taxes and you've got the, you know, if you're in New Jersey or in some of these other places, you've got these AST taxes, you've got all this extra stuff. Um, so I think, you know, if you've got even a few number of employees, you need the system. Now, when you're talking about analytics, the beauty of it is even if you've got five employees and you're using it and say you're paying 50 bucks, 75 bucks a month for it, you have the analytics, whether you want them or not. Okay. The beauty of that is it's building the history. Okay. When you get to a point where you're like, you know what? I think it's time to pay attention to this. Or you go out and, and buy an HR generalist finally or a coordinator that you can bring in, then let them go in and play with that. And it's there. So I do think as early on as you can start building that, that information up, the better. Okay. All right. So there, there's this whole industry or, or uh, I guess, multiple verticals that I, I refer to, and maybe for me and say this called uh, the chaos industries, right? So we'll call it, you know, painting, HVAC, mechanical engineering, construction, uh, landscaping, contracting of some sort, right? Where generally high margins, fast growth, lots of cash, blue collar workers, hard to get, don't appreciate systems and processes and all that. Uh, and, you know, and literally I know, I know a guy that owns a $90 million business and still operates like it's 3 million. Um, but, you know, if you, if you look, when you hear that and look at those companies per se, how could they take some of these technologies and systems and help them be more competitive and or beat their competition from even just a human capital perspective? Uh, is there a way that they could leverage this as a competitive advantage? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think I think people that work in those industries, they know all the other people that work in those industries. Yeah. So when you when you hear about the one company, it's like, oh, man, you know how easy it is? Because here's the other thing. One of the technologies I haven't even talked about, most of these companies on their app, so that for their employee self-service, they have a clock in and out portion. Yeah. So it's like, Punch in, punch out. So you're talking about painters. You're talking about these things. Make it easy for them. Make it easy for you. And so, and they even have like geo tracking. They know where they are. They can clock in on that job and you know they clocked in at the right place. So there's all these things to even mitigate, you know, leakage and all this other stuff. So it's like, they're, they're all positive. And, you know, 
again, I, you know, typical HR person going into legal compliance and, you know, risk and, um, you know, when you have employees that are hourly and you've got them clocking in and out and you make them do those punches, it takes no time. But if you are ever, if that $90 million business, you know, say he's got their $90 million, say he's got, I don't know, 150 you know, employees and painters, you know, all these different people, if they ever come at him and he has raw punch data, he wins. He wins. The employer wins. So if you can institute that technology, I think it's a huge win for the company. Now, I also think nobody wants to go and write in a timesheet. They don't want to physically do that. And some of those companies are still doing that. They don't want to have to remember uh, how many hours did you work today? Uh, I think it was nine. Well, you know, they're rounding up. You know, they are. Yeah. So, you know, I do think that I'm, that even people in that field now, because it might be different, but it will ultimately make their lives easier because they can show up to the job, hit the button. They're good. Now they don't have to go back and write in a timesheet or you're making it easy for them too. When they want to go buy a house, and they want their pay stubs for the last three months. It's right here. They have it. Well, you... <laughs> it's right here. It's yeah. on my phone. Um, so, you know, it makes their life easier in that they have access to their own file at any point in time. And so I do think it's a competitive advantage. I think now we're going to see it be even, even more as the workforce, you know, the, the people that are in the workforce are more uh, kind of adept to technology and used to it. And so um, I think that more so that's, that's just going to get more, that's just going to be more the case. Okay. And, and I don't know if you know the answer to this question, but you know, what, what do you see or have you read about or heard about what's coming down the future just for HR technology? And, you know, I think we've gone through these, we've gone through these big, you know, these big, um, you know, mountains and valleys of back in the day, everybody went out and got best of breed and nothing was connected. Right. So then you went into integration. Oh, it's got to integrate. Then yeah. you went into one system to rule them all, you know? Oh, so now we're back to, because the, the language that they're writing these technologies in are so much easier. Now you've got more of this plug and play model. Hey, I'm going to get this over here because it works for me to this. I think we'll continue to see that happen. And it's going to be easier and easier for you to plug and play different systems. Rippling is doing it the best. Okay. And I say that because, which is the reason in the past I partnered with them, because they're actually, you can, and when you onboard someone, if you want to use Rippling, they will actually provision their laptops, yeah, headsets, send them to their doorstep. So I think that's what you're seeing. You're seeing IT services find its way and additional services come in here. Um, and I think that's what we'll continue to see. The technology companies are realizing, hey, I don't need to get, I don't need the whole pie. But if I get two pieces of it and I can do two pieces of it really good, I'll play with these other guys. I don't right. care. So I think that's what I think we'll continue to see that. Okay. So, you know, one, one thing, I, I, when, when people go out and they pick that technology, specifically people that, you know, a business owner, let's say they, they don't know it all, right? And yeah. some of these things, there's hundreds of different solutions out there and they can get quickly overwhelmed. 
what is the best approach, right? I mean, how do they, uh, can they make a bad decision? I mean, they could spend hours and weeks evaluating. Yeah, yeah. So I'll go back to what I like started saying 20 years ago. Go back to your admin, anybody who touches this stuff and ask, where are the spreadsheets? Where are the pieces of paper? Where am I spending the most time? Your biggest drive in these meetings when you're going to look at this technology is to get rid of all of that. Get rid of the manual work. Get rid of those, the pieces of this that are taking the most of, you know, most of your time. So if you look at it in that context and say, oh, well, every time I take this spreadsheet and then I import it into this and then I do this, you know, look at all of that and then present it to these companies and say, this is what we're doing today. And be really honest. This is what we're doing today. If you can make this go away, then we'll talk. Okay. So I think that's the best way. You know, I, I've used that for so many years, but that's what, that's what the point of it is. Take this away. Take this work away. Okay. All right. Any closing thoughts? Any, any last words of advice to just owners out there that are, are growing and struggling and trying to get you know, control of human capital yeah. and uh, you know, technology to, to do that? Yeah, I'd say, look, everybody's going through it, you know, in some, in some capacity. So don't be hard on yourself. Go back, look at this you know, dig up those, those things that are taking a lot of time, go into it with an open mind and be prepared to negotiate. You know, that's the thing is like, um, you can get a good deal and you cannot, you know, you can pay a fair price for all this technology and it will pay off. It will pay off. Okay. Awesome. Well, Aaron, I appreciate your time and, uh, thanks. Thanks for today. Yeah, you bet.